0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. Here are your hosts, Josiah and Micah Keneally. What's up, guys? Hope you're feeling alive right now. I'm Micah Keneally.
1: I'm Josiah Keneally. We're your hosts. This is the Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk Mm -hmm. about the faith of the next generation reaching young adults in our world today. Joined today by our friend, Caden Fabrizio. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. You bet we're thrilled to have you mm-hmm. joining, linking with you. We're in Minnesota, you're in California, and um, the listener could be anywhere. Somebody watching on YouTube, thanks for subscribing mm-hmm. and sharing this message with other leaders. It helps that message go further, faster, and reach more people with the gospel. Yeah. And the message of young adults today. New episodes, of course, drop mm-hmm. on Mondays. We get excited to help you start your week off strong. Grow and strengthen your ministry, your faith, your leadership. And Caden Fabrizio, I'll try that one more time. Caden Fabrizio is our guest. Mm
0: -hmm. He is
1: the founder of Yona, which is an outreach of young adults Mm -hmm. based in Southern California. He's also the host of Questions with Caden podcast. And bro, we'll just kick it to you. What we'd love to have you start with is your story and journey of life and even your leadership journey or how you ended up. Where you're at today.
2: Yeah, guys. Well, again, thanks for having me on. Honored to be here. Um, for the listener, Josiah and I met at a little uh Christian retreat. What was that maybe a month ago? Um yeah. and it was a blessed time, and he just blessed my life so much. So I'm really honored to be here, dude. For real. Um, yeah, man, I think for me, um really kind of like the recap of my life as quickly as possible as I can. I think my life was categorized. I grew up in a Christian home, but it was categorized by Um, a desire to be successful or perform for something. Um, And over some very um, big moments in my life and some moments in my life of of failure, uh, the Lord's really redeemed who I am and kind of showed me really who I was was not to perform for anything, but was to receive his love and to um, be somebody that um, could teach others how to receive the love of Jesus. You know, the gospel is so interesting because everything in our world is like, hey, you got to work to get, it's like, you got to work to get, and, and if you walk into a room, you got to perform to be, but, uh, the gospel's so opposite of that. The gospel says, Hey, you don't have to work for anything. You just have to receive what Jesus has already done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that revelation kind of changed my life and, uh, led me to where I am here today. Um, yeah, I host a podcast called questions with Caden and I launched that two years ago. I just want to say for you guys, you guys just said you did, you've done 270 episodes, and mm-hmm. that blows my mind. I think we're at like uh I think we're in like the 30s. I think we've done like 30 episodes. <laughs> so just like I just want to honor you guys. 270 episodes stewardship in that degree is unbelievable and it's you've inspired me already. I'm going, "Man, I got 240 more to go before I ever reach where you guys are." And that's insane to me. Um but that is so awesome. But yeah, I launched questions with Kaden. Um about two years ago we're in our second season now and god has just been doing some really awesome things through the podcast and through just stories we're hearing of people um just just catching a greater revelation of the love of jesus and uh creating ways to um really increase their intimacy with jesus my heart for the podcast really is um it's called questions with Kaden because we answer one question per podcast um and i feel like most of our lives we're asking questions you know, what's next? Mm-hmm. What does God have for my life? Um, who for really sure. is he? So many people are going, does he even exist? You yeah. know? And so uh, we, uh, we launched the podcast just out of that idea of like, Hey, God's not afraid of your questions. He actually welcomes them. And I think that there's a lot of power in questions. And I believe so many people's questions um, are actually their, are roadblocks and we want them to become bridges to the, to the presence of Jesus. So um, yeah, that's the podcast. And then uh, four months ago, uh, yeah, in March we launched Yona and uh, Yona is a young adult gathering. It's really a parachurch movement that um is really has a goal of uniting young adults and young adult ministries um and becoming a spark of unity and revival in the city that we go to. Um and I can't I don't even think we have enough time for me to like talk about how much God has blown my mind in that the miracles that I've seen so far, the stories of people having encounters with Jesus, getting plugged into churches, making friends, getting healed of anxiety and depression, um, let alone the miracles we've seen in our team, uh, the people that have come aboard on the team, as well as the way God's provided with finances, like the crazy stuff, like, uh, like the day of an event, not having enough money and then getting a phone call from a Mm -hmm. random nonprofit. That's like, Hey, we want to pay for Yona today. And it's like, what is happening? So, it's just crazy. Uh, God is faithful. And I've just been on a, this rodeo. I keep calling it of just like being obedient to what God's uh, telling me to do. And then just watching him be faithful and seeing the fruit of it.
0: Yes, Caden, I'm so I'm inspired even by your faith and your um generosity for God's kingdom in a sense of like, you know what, there's always room for more young adults. There's always room yeah. for questions. There's always room to put another leaf in the table and expand, you know, the seating. And that's one of our staples in our household but also in our ministry is that there's always room for more yeah every single person on planet earth is one invitation away from experiencing heaven with jesus yeah. for an eternity true. and i i'm so gra- grateful and glad that you were brave and did that back in march because not many people do that it's kind of like when you're on the end of the uh, diving board and you're on the bit the high dive and you're like On three, I'm going to jump and you just get to two and you stop and you're just frozen at the top. 20 minutes later goes by, 10 years go by and you're too afraid and you're just, ah, shell shocked or like in awe of your own fear and anxiety and for people to be be no longer experiencing anxiety, to see the healing powers of God, to hear the still small voice of God, to read scripture, to, for God to take them back to truth and for people to connect with the heart of Christ, but also connect with the heart of others. Yeah. And that's what I think we miss so many times is we forget that every single person, all they need is Christ and community to see their lives radically, radically transformed. And just hearing a little portion of your story, just your upbringing and what you're excited about right now with the young adults that you're able to reach. I would just be curious, like why do you believe that reaching the next generation is so vital in this day and age? And uh, what do you want to share with the audience today?
2: Yeah, I mean, man, I think when I was launching Yona, like you said, it was the scariest season of my life. And I'll be honest, we've only been doing it for like, what is it? Four months now and uh, maybe five months. Yeah. I think we're coming up on our fifth month and I'm still as terrified as ever. (laughs) Like I'm just, you know, just like some days I'm like, what, what am I doing? I feel like I just bit off way more than I can chew. But isn't that such a good Um,
0: feeling because it causes you to rely on God and his faithfulness to discover the favor that's in and over your life. And yeah. you can't do anything without God. You're like, what? are we crazy or have we lost our minds? Like, what Absolutely. are we doing?
2: Yeah, the and, other and day I was, sitting, I was sitting in my car the other day, like about to walk into the gym. And just honestly, just like, I can be honest on the Young Adults Today podcast, right? Oh,
0: for sure. Yeah. I was just
2: sitting in my car and I'm like, man, it was just like a long day of meetings and phone calls and just like all this stuff. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I feel like I bit off way more than I could chew. And I just heard the Holy Spirit say like, I never asked you to chew anything. I just asked you to bring me the plate. And I was like, almost like brought to tears in my car because I go, Oh my gosh, I'm trying to carry something that and do something that God just said, Hey, bring it to me and let me do it. And so, I don't know, maybe that's just a little encouragement for somebody right now that just feels like, man, I feel like I've bitten off more than I can chew. God's never asked you to chew. He just asked you to bring him the plate and let him do what he wants to do. Um, but to your question, I believe in the young, young adult so much. And I believe so much in what God wants to do through and in young adults right now. When God gave me the vision for Yona, He said to me that uh, revival was going to come, um, and it was going to spark in the hearts of unified young adults. And uh, I once I got the vision for Yona, I started researching like young adults, and I'm like, Yo, how many are in this area? And and we're east a little bit east of L.A. in a county uh, what they call like the Inland Empire. And I just looked up what's in the Inland Empire. 450,000 young adults are in the Inland Empire. What's in LA? Close to a million in LA. What's in Orange County? And this is the like triangle trifecta of just where we're located now. There's millions of young adults in these areas and there's young adult communities with 50. Right. And my heart was like, hey, what are we missing where we're not reaching these young adults, these people that need to know Jesus, these people that could shift the nation, can shift the state, could shift the city but we're not reaching them. Why are we not reaching them? And I just feel like the Lord was saying, because we're fighting each other more than we're trying to reach each other. And so for Yona, what I really believe in is I believe like, hey, if we can get the church united on a front, I think that we can take some ground away from the enemy and start reaching people with the message and the love of Jesus. Um, And yeah, I just believe so much in that. So we've at Yona, we've... uh, We're still growing in like our partnerships and 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 connecting with more um pastors and and young adult pastors and leaders and well i think so far we've connected with eight young adult pastors from eight different churches which is insane and we've had them in and out of the room at different like times we've had them opening the night um, being a part of it we shout them out we tell people how they can get connected to local churches um because the goal for me is hey i just want to be that one that one gathering that unites and start and sparks revival but then push everybody back to the local church, which I believe is the hope of the world because it's Jesus' bride um, and get people plugged in. And so that's what we're trying to do um, through Yana. And we've seen some crazy stuff happen.
1: And it's inspiring. It's, mm-hmm. you know, to the person who's thinking about taking the leap, that you've t- taken the leap, Um, you're four months in, we're about a year into this, a ministry as a, as a nonprofit mm-hmm. organization where both of us like have left our jobs. This is, a, this is the thing full time.
0: Yeah.
1: And early on founders or um, people who are pioneers, in, pioneers okay. in ministry, what's interesting is you are forced by nature to a state of dependency on God. Mm-hmm. And what I desire is two years in, 20 years in, however long God should allow us to do this. um, I I hope to never lose that dependence on him where maybe some, some resources become easier where maybe that's now more of a pain point or, you know, when things have kind of, you, Jim Collins, the flywheel where Mm -hmm. things kind of take shape and take form like the vision. I still just want to be desperate for God to move and be dependent and, as you're talking, okay. I'm reminded of one reason there's about a million, but one reason that I think young adult ministry and movements for, for the next generation of discipleship and training and unity are so important is I'm inspired by a guy named Lauren Cunningham and he's mm. 87 now, but he started YWAM and okay. youth with a mission and youth with a mission presently on an annual basis. He started it when he's 24, by the way, he's 87 now.
2: That's wild.
1: And so he's, he's starting this and now they raise up and train on an annual basis, 25,000 up, upward of 25,000 missions, volunteers every single year. And that's, that's annually. And most of them are young adults. That's wild, and, huh? and Lauren, we pray for him. Mm-hmm. He is, um, battling some aggressive cancer. And so I look at who are, and he, he, the Holy Spirit has built Mm. something through the vehicle of YWAM that will outlast Lauren Cunningham. Oh yeah. It Mm -hmm. really will. And it already is. It's big. It's beyond him, but I'm like, who are the next 24 year olds with the vision, a Caden Fabrizio Mm -hmm. who will just say yes, who will just say, here I am, mm-hmm. God, send me, like Isaiah, mm-hmm. and in the process, um, not lose that desperation or dependence or delight in Jesus. And I mean, going back to you, what what would you say, Caden, is on your heart right now in 2023 for young leaders?
2: Yeah, man, I think I love what you're saying about the dependency of Jesus. I think I literally was praying that this morning, like in, in my quiet time, I'm like, I just don't want to get so obsessed with the phone calls and the meetings and the blah blah, blah 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 that i forget what the purpose of this is like what the per- what what the, the the purpose of the promise is and like we can plan these awesome events and awesome experiences for young adults and try and be uh create an environment of unity and try and mm-hmm. be a spark of something but if if the holy spirit's not on it and his presence isn't tangible in the room and the priority like we're going to miss every single time we're going to whiff and um yeah that's been my prayer so much and i think what that comes out of and i think what I, my heart would be for young adult leaders right now is um that comes out of intimacy with jesus and um i think if that's your number one priority above all else i think god does something really interesting in the in and through your your desire for the secret place and your desire for his heart um I think we've all heard like this saying a lot but like if you can reach the heart of god he'll move his hand and i think we often like it's easy to start aiming at the heart and then get distracted by the hand like when you see like oh my gosh this is starting to move this is that god's doing some crazy stuff i better find a way to like get this more organized or i better find a way and it's out of good intention but sometimes i think we can get a little distracted and truthfully like i called some friends this week because i was like dude i'm like so distracted. I'm having such a hard time. Like I'm, I'm spending time with Jesus this week, but I'm thinking about other things. Like I'm in the word, but the whole time, like I'm just thinking about the millions of things I need to get done today. And I'm missing, like mm-hmm. I'm missing out on that point. And I'm missing out on like the, the one thing yeah. And that, that one thing is always going to be like your intimacy with Jesus, not to get anything, but just to be close to him. I think so for leaders, I would just encourage you. I just think Like Find a way to create a desire to know Jesus, bottom line. Find a way to know Jesus, to know who he is, what his call is on your life, his promises for you, but also his character, his presence, his freedom, his fullness. Learn that bottom line. And out of that, everything else will come. Scripture Mm -hmm. says, seek first the kingdom and everything else will be added. So I just want to encourage leaders listening to this podcast as you feel the call in your life. As you feel a vision even breathed into your life, as God's given you a platform or giving you something, go back to the foundation of being close and intimate with Jesus. Because the fruit that will come out of the intimacy with Jesus is far greater than anything that you could ever do on your own. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be the biggest thing. So good,
0: man. That's so good. And I'm glad you said Matthew 633, because that's exactly what came to my head and heart is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added onto you. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get that backwards. And I have a question for you, Caden. Like, truly, like if we were to make it into heaven and Jesus wasn't there, would we even notice?
2: Mm. Yeah, that's that's so crazy.
0: Because that's when I'm honestly, one of my biggest fears is like, I don't know who Jesus is. I only know about him. And if I got to like just thinking, like if I got to heaven and Jesus wasn't there, would I even know that he was like, he wasn't like, I don't know that just as a question that we had, and it just boggles my mind. So do you have any insight or anything you want to add? that?
2: That just made me emotional. I almost just started crying for real. Like that's, that's a crazy thought. Like to think like, if we got to if we got to heaven and jesus wasn't there would we even notice because we're so busy sometimes working for him that we work without him yeah and i think what's amazing about about jesus is jesus consistently speaks to his disciples when he's here on earth about the kingdom of heaven and he talks about how the kingdom of heaven is here and he was talking about himself and i think that's such a crazy revelation because um, Jesus is the promise, like Jesus is the future, Jesus is the fulfillment, like, you can work for anything, you can make any nonprofit successful, Yona could blow up way past anything we ever imagined. But like, that's not the promise for my life. Like, that's not the that's not the, the, the reason I live, like simply the design of humanity, if you look back to the garden was to simply walk and be in relationship with God that's our the call on our life. That is what we are created for. There's the goodness of God that wants to work and do stuff through us and with us. And so I would just say that's a wild thought. Like I think if if we are living out of that idea of like we're getting to heaven to be with Jesus, I think we can maybe live with that same mindset here on earth. Like everything has to start and end with Jesus and with our relationship with Jesus you know, scripture talks about how, um, how in heaven there's, um, uh, gates of pearls and streets of gold. And it talks about how it's all clear. And I heard somebody say this the other day on Instagram, they were like, even everything in heaven doesn't want to distract from the visibility of Jesus. So I just wonder like what in our life is distracting from the visibility of, of God? Like is, has your nonprofit become so forefront in your mind that you've forgotten to look to Jesus? Like has the need for financial stability to come through to Yona gotten in my mind so, the, so much so that I can't look to the glory and the promise of just simply Jesus. That's a wild thought. I've got to stop because you're going to spin me out with that thought. I could just go on that for days. It's it's
1: deep. It's um. It's it's the question of Joe. Do we love God's gifts or do we love God? And I love even asking it this way, like at the end of the day, what I think so many of us are all asking the same question with a different variety or tone or expression to say, like, at the end of the day, what are we here for? What's this life all about? And one of the answers Mm. certainly comes from actually the Westminster Shorter Catechism. I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but the question arose with these, uh, with this gathering, what is the chief end of man? Like what's the purpose of life? What are we here for? And man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever and enjoying him. As we're talking about, that Mm -hmm. is the calling. That's the opportunity Mm -hmm. uh, today here and now. And then, then we, we know when we enter heaven that we will know him because we've begun enjoying an eternity present going into eternity future. And yeah. Um, we're having a great conversation here on Young Adults Today with Caden Fabrizio, the founder of Yona. And uh, it's. we're going to talk in the next section here about unity just for a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think that's so good. And I'm just even thinking as you guys are talking of just like filtering through the lens of why do we do what we do? Why do we post what we post? Why are we on social platforms of, of any form of media? And one thing that I learned from my pastor is it, why am I posting this? Stopping and... Thinking about that question. And I was just thinking the other day, and I was like, wow, Lord, if there's any part of me, convict me. Like, am I Mm -hmm. trying to make young adults today famous or am I trying to make Jesus famous? And that's so, I just a heart check. I always come back to like, I have like these questions I ask myself of like, okay, at the end of the day, Lord, what did I do to further your kingdom? Like, intentionally knowing that I'm impacting the kingdom. And there are some things that I might never know, but there are some significant things that, wow, thank you, God, for that opportunity and to really lean into a prayer that I had, and I would encourage any other listener to, to consider this prayer or consider this mindset. When I was about 25 years old, I started praying like, Lord, give me a heaven minded urgency to really understand and recognize that people are going to hell every single day. Every single day. I I wrote about it in our last chapter. I was like over 180,000 people die a day and who knows how many of them are going to hell. Like, I don't even know, like We can never answer that question, but when we live with intentionality and a heaven minded urgency each and every single day, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it feels inconvenient, even when we look at people as a project and an outcome versus an opportunity and a priority, like Lord, check my heart. But along with that, I would just be curious. The question to to wrap this together is like, why do you believe that unity among the churches? Like you, you said, the vision is to put people back into the churches, um, Believing that unity among churches, leaders, and Christ followers is so vital.
2: Yeah. Um, I think in, in John chapter 17, Jesus, um, it's called the high priestly prayers is what, is what they call it. I don't know who they is, but it's called the theologians. They call the it, scholars, it the high priestly prayers. Yeah. But it's, the, it's uh, a lot of theologians and, and biblical scholars would say it's actually like a, a deeper dive and a bigger window, window into Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, and in that prayer, Jesus actually prays in John chapter 17, verse 20, he says, I pray that they would all be one referring not just to the disciples, but to all of his people that would come to know him. And I think what's super powerful about that is that Jesus doesn't pray that we would all be singular. He prays that we would all be one and one is unity. One is together. One is one mind, one likeness, one mission, one heart, um, and I think that that revelation to me, I'm going, Jesus is about to die a brutal death. He's about to carry the weight of the sins of the world to the cross. And in that time, in where scripture says he's sweating drops of blood, like I've been stressed and I've been anxious, but I've never sweat drops of blood. He's sweating drops of blood. But in that, he still takes time and priority to pray for our oneness, to pray Mm -hmm. for our unity, and I think, why? Because Jesus understood how the enemy was going to attack his bride. He was going to try and separate us. Scripture says that, that uh, Satan uh, prowls around the earth like a roaring lion. And I don't know if you've ever seen a lion hunt, but the way a lion hunt hunts is that he will go and attack not the one herd of gazelle. He'll go and attack a single gazelle, the one that's been separated from the pack, the one that's been wounded or weakened or separate and it's by itself, that's how the that's how a lion would hunt. And so we can see that picture and see that the enemy is hunting down and, and going after people, ministries, and churches that are separated from the oneness of Christ. And often we're doing that ourselves. Like we are the enemy doesn't have to work that hard because we are separating ourselves from each other. And I like what you said, what you said, Micah, earlier. You're saying, like, we need community to see the fullness of Jesus. Exactly. We're cutting off uh the we're cutting off our ability to see the um fullness of Jesus by cutting off our connection to others. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I just really feel like the the way that we take back ground and the way that we can answer this prayer of Jesus' is is by becoming united and and becoming one. Yeah, we might disagree on like baptism. You know, like yeah, we might disagree like on the on communion, you know, like there's like a couple of things we might, but like we all love Jesus and we all need to prioritize who Jesus is to us and who Jesus can be to the world and stop working against each other but for each other. Mm -hmm. The last thing that I'd say about that is obviously uh, scripture is very clear and talks a lot about how um, the church is the bride of Christ. Um, But if you looked at the church, you would see a church that's, that's fighting itself, that's cutting itself. You would see a very unhealthy bride. And if that was an actual bride, you would probably, even as a married couple, you'd probably go to that bride ready awaiting her groom and say, hey, you're probably not ready to be married. You're not in a healthy place. Like your your groom is gonna come back for you, but he wants to come back for a full bride. And I think God's waiting for us to be unified, to be one, to stop cutting ourselves, to stop being an unhealthy bride. Um, that he's gonna come back for us when we're united. Mm-hmm.
0: Josiah's so making so rapid fire notes oh, over man. here. If I, I, see.
2: I, I think
1: <laughs> unity is something that we're passionate about. And Caden, I remember the, the bus ride to the retreat. We were sitting next to each other and just hit it off as fast friends because we share the same heartbeat, the share yeah. the, the same vision is for young adults mm-hmm. to be reconciled for, to Christ through the local church and that there would be another Jesus revolution in our generation. Yeah. Why not here? Why not now? And sometimes I agree with what you just said, that sometimes the thing that's keeping us from even worshiping mm-hmm. together is is minor uh, theological differences or minor doctrine. Um, doctrine or even just distinctives. And yeah. there's this quote from John Wesley that I think is just so powerful. He said, um, in essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty. And in all things, charity and i think that's Mm -hmm. i mean sometimes there are issues that theology and doctrine is important and we absolutely if if we're blaspheming the holy spirit if we're going against Mm -hmm. what scripture says let's have a discussion because that could prevent us from worshiping together yeah but if we're minor preferences um on a personal basis or even in a community basis you know what? I think that there's so much that we can major on and be unified on that are the essentials. Yeah. And then mm. similarly with unity, I think it was Winston Churchill who said, in the time of World War II and Hitler's invading and Nazi Germany, and Winston Churchill kind of just stood up and said, Enough's enough. All that it mm. takes for evil to prevail is for good people to do nothing. And so the call yeah. for us is to never back down, not to surrender leadership, right. but to the young leader listening today to do something. And I think really the something is key is you want to be in alignment with the whole the Holy Spirit is spoken to you in your community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that consistency is such, such a key, because if you were to yeah. ask us the question, like, how do young adults today make it 270 some episodes? First of all, I go like, wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, at at some point, it's the work of the Holy Spirit and an immediate obedience, but consistency is going to be the key. It's to keep showing up, it's to work ahead, and it's consistency is the key. And I think that Mm -hmm. maybe you're one of your forms of ministry is you're leading a small group. Let's just say it's a men's Bible study that you're starting this Mm -hmm. summer in the month of July. Okay. I really think the key is gonna be to meet weekly and find a time where guys can show up before work or after kids go to bed or you're all young adults. So pick a night of the week and keep showing up. I think weekly, regularly is the key because if it's the third Tuesday of the month, I mean, somebody misses it once or twice
0: eight weeks later.
1: <laughs> and now it's been three months versus I think if you go weekly or consistently, there's such a compounding interest mm-hmm. that people know what to expect. People know what, what, and when and where and how and who, and all those things. But, yeah. um, uh, Katie, we want to hear from you. What just happened in the month of June at Yona and what's happening next.
2: Yeah. So June, we launched, we launched actually, let me pause for a second. I loved that thought of the consistency. Um, Just to encourage somebody in starting something or is doing something, continue to do what God's asked you to do and start to understand what does obedience look like to you? Because obedience does not equal success. Obedience is just simply a yes. So somebody who, who is starting something, I just want to encourage you. I started a podcast called questions with Caden and for a full season, nobody listened to it. Like, I mean, we had okay numbers, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And the temptation was for me to quit. Like, I just wanted to give up. But through some consistency and obedience and deciding, okay, the success of this podcast is going to run off of obedience, not off of numbers. God actually started doing something, and now a lot of people are listening. So I just want to encourage you, like, like Josiah is saying, whatever you're starting, just be consistent and just be obedient. If one person comes or, or 1,000 people come, the obedience is the goal. The obedience Mm -hmm. is the fruit. The obedience is what you're doing. So that just to encourage you, it's gold right there to answer, to answer your question. Uh, yeah. In June, June 2nd, we did our fourth Yona, um, which was crazy. Uh, we did our fourth Yona night, we call it. And, uh, we had like 200, just shy of 250 young adults in the room, a handful of young adult pastors. Um, we actually had a local church is worship team, like take over the night and they led us, uh, which is really cool. Shout out free chapel. Um, and we, yeah, we just did, uh, an awesome night. The Holy spirit showed up big time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think what's so funny is, uh, that night there was so much feedback from like young adults in the room about how Yona and just this idea of unity has like begun to like, just even become bigger than our our little our event that we do once a month um like there were stories of this girl came up to me and she's like hey my grandma came home the other day and her was starting to tell me about this uh young adult movement that her hairdresser was telling her about and my and i go oh wait what's it called and my grandma goes oh it's called yona and uh, she's like oh i already go to yona And then I heard another story of somebody who's like waitress was like telling them about Yona, but they already went to Yona, and then they became friends. Like we're just hearing stories of how like even unity is is spreading past our once a month gathering. Um, But yeah, man, God is just faithful and he keeps blowing our mind and keeps showing up. And I think one of my favorite things is this the way Holy Spirit shows up in the room on those days is truthfully like nothing I've ever experienced. And I don't just say that because I'm like, oh, you got to come to Yona," and I'm doing this thing. And like the Holy Spirit shows up better than anybody else's place. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, there's something special that how the Holy Spirit manifests, because I think there's this heart of unity. And I don't know, there's just this special, this very special, tangible presence in the room. And anybody who comes goes, wow, God's doing something really interesting and special here. Like it's like, is a little different and i just I, it's not anything we're doing i think it's just what god wants to do and it's just been really cool to see but coming up we got uh july 7th we have our next yona um, in Rancho cucamonga at haven city uh, market and we have some awesome 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 things coming up past july that we're believing for that i can't really talk about yet um but yeah we're just really really believing for some really exciting things in august and then past the august um so yeah just if you're in southern california you're a young adult i would encourage you to come we have people driving three four hours five hours to come and so i don't want to hear your excuse if you're like it's too far away bad excuse Mm -hmm. um i'm kidding no this is your invitation i'd love to see you in the room i'd love to meet you but yeah july 7th
1: it's incredible god's hand of favor is certainly on you on your life it's evident there's fruit in your ministry and uh yeah, man! Kudos for taking a bold step of faith and and saying yes, being obedient. And I'm reminded of um, two terms. One is demographics, which is essentially metrics, numbers, quantitative analysis. How many people live in Southern California? Let's just say, and ethnography is more of a, a qualitative analysis. What are the people on the streets of Southern California saying? And I remember being in Brentwood, Tennessee, for an event. And I was there for about a week in 2013, and so it's summer, it's hot, and I went for a run, and I'm actually in this dude Brandon Ray's music video because I was dancing. He was singing "Parking Lot Party" outside, and we took a picture together, and I was just having fun. and The the filmmakers, a guy named Dallas Wilson, and these guys, I became friends with them, but they saw my phone, and they're like, "Oh." You were at Kairos last night. Like you were at a young adult ministry. They, they've got a great reputation in town. And that was the moment where I was like, whoa, that's
2: mm-hmm. just
1: not how many people in Brentwood, Tennessee live there who are young adults. That's qualitative analysis. Ethnography word on the street is that mm-hmm. God's moving at Kairos when a country singer and a filmmaker are saying good things mm-hmm. about Kairos. And that's what you were talking about mm-hmm. with Yona is this waitress. And this grandma who, you know, is like, it. yeah, I'm already going. I'm, I'm a part of, I'm, I'm plugged in. And I, I think that for us to just be reminded of like, what are the people saying? I think so often a feedback loop is missed is people actually try to tell us how things are going or how we could make things better. That's oh, something yeah. that I'm passionate about that we try to listen to what the end user of anything is saying. Like if we do an event, do we follow it up with a survey monkey or if people participate in a small group or a coaching community, mm-hmm. or they listen to a podcast, how are we doing? Like, what would add more value? How can we be a better friend? How can we get in yeah. low wind behind your sales or get behind your vision and push? And um, we're coming up on a part of the episode that we love, listeners love. We call it the five and five. It's a little bit rapid fire. We'll throw five it. minutes on the clock. Kaden, are you up for it?
2: I'm down. Let's do it. Five for five. Five, five, five minutes, lots of pressure. Let's get it. All right.
0: Question number one. What's God been teaching you lately?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think um the thing God's been teaching me lately is like that priority of the promise. Um, just She's been just really hounding that in my heart for over probably the last month, month and a half. Like, what's the priority of what I'm doing? It's not Yona. It's not the podcast. It's not socials. It's Jesus. And I think that's what he's been teaching me the most. It's probably why it's what I've been talking about this entire episode. But yeah, that's, I would say to sum it up, it'd be the the priority of the promise, which is actually him. So good.
1: Oh my God. Love it. You want to live your life for what matters most. It is the audience of one. It's, it's Mm -hmm. Jesus. There is no other name. And, uh, I love that Mm -hmm. that's been a theme throughout this conversation and a passion of yours. What would you say the best piece of advice that you've ever been given or recently been given?
2: Oh man, that's so hard. I would say one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given is show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Um, I'm just a big friends community guy. Like I just love friends. I think like you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with and hopefully they're all better than you. Um, And I've just been blessed with communities locally, like some great friends locally. And then I have some amazing friends that are just spread out across the nation doing ministry. And Um, Because of those people, they've just over the last three years, they've just increased the quality of my life. And they've just poured into me and they've pushed me and they've encouraged me. And so I would just say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And um, yeah, I think you turn out like the people you're around. So So, I would just encourage you to get around some good people. Yeah, get around good community um, they're, they're not going to be perfect. There's no perfect person. There's no perfect people, but there are people that are going to want to grow with you that are going to be aimed at the same things that are going to be encouraging you. There are people around you that are going to go, Hey, that's not you stop doing that. Hey, that seemed a little bit. And those are the people you want to keep in your life.
0: So good life
2: and leadership don't have to be lonely.
0: That's right. Neither is pastoral, Mm -hmm. leadership, ministry, Mm -hmm. anything along those lines. Okay, Caden, here's the curveball. Are you ready for this? Yeah. If you could ask Josiah and myself one question today, what would you want to know?
2: I, I would ask you, what is the biggest thing you learned after 270 episodes of Young Adults Today podcast?
0: You go first, babe. Yeah. I think you already touched on consistency. I think is something that we've really realized, right? Yeah. I but you think, can talk something my different. Gosh,
1: I think that,
0: hmm.
1: you know, how many of our friends started blogs and, or how many of us started blogs that were going to be every week and three, cranked out three and then realized it was a lot of work or how many people, yeah. their life goal is to write a book and they realize how much work it is. And they
0: don't even start the yeah, writing they're, process. They're
1: intimidated or overwhelmed. So, I, I mean, it's it's work. There's mm-hmm. pre-work that goes into it. There's a ton of reward and new relationships and fun conversations, but there's post-production or editing or just a back end side of it even after. And so there's, but I, I think I would, I would double down on consistency is key. I would go, mm-hmm. if, if your dream is to start a small group or a podcast or a ministry or a church, I think the ones that thrive go weekly or even more frequently than weekly Mm -hmm. because in the time, if if, let's just say you do 12 episodes a year, you're, I just think there's such a learning curve to something like a podcast Mm -hmm. that you want to get your bad reps out quickly. And I remember true story. I remember how nervous and stiff I was the first. It was
0: annoyingly.
1: I was just like, practically wearing a suit and just like so nervous and we weren't even <laughs> using the video at that time.
0: You're just uptight. Like I was ugh.
1: it took me probably a dozen episodes to just be me. To just, breathe, just realize baby. that I'm fun, that I'm curious, that I love asking questions. And so you want to get your your bad reps out as That's quickly good. as you can. And so it's it's like preaching the sermons. Preach say yes to preaching if you if that call is on your life. Because I'm embarrassed at the first many messages um, that I- can
0: only get better, right? It
1: can only get better. And so if you go regularly, I think, what Mm -hmm. if you go, we want to get 1% better every time. Mm -hmm. We want to get 1% better. And then you do it weekly. Gosh, this month we got 4% better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and um and so i think it's like the inchworm our daughters have been fascinated by these nature <laughs> by nature and on our swing set there's these inchworms and they think they're a worm or a caterpillar but just even the physics of it is it, it looks like a bell curve or just a a horseshoe and, mm-hmm. and but it makes progress just slow at a time and um that's a word yeah Probably a, a million other things, but it's been a fun journey. Yeah, we love doing it. But that's what we've—that's what I've learned. What have you learned?
0: Maybe mine's mine's gonna sound more spiritual now. I say the first thing is have fun. You should enjoy yeah. the people you interview. You should enjoy the conversations. You should just—it should be fun. Like I believe truly. Like I don't have to get I get up and go to work. Like I get to get up and go to work. Like if you're listening today and you find yourself in a hole and you are not motivated man, find out what that rut is and find something that does motivate you and find a place that where you're losing in life, find another place in life where you can win. And if a podcast is do that, then put some energy towards that. Um, I've been, we've been learning about that in our mastermind class. And I'm like, that is such a good word. Like if you feel like you're losing in one area, like Find something small that you know you can win at. And so I would say have fun is number one. I'd say two, is this is the spiritual side of it. I'd say invite God in yes. the Holy Spirit into every yes. single conversation. Because I think there's so much that we could say. But I go back and I listen to some of our podcasts, and I'm like, we sound brilliant. And I'm like, it's because the Holy Spirit was speaking, it was not us. Oh, yeah. Or <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember saying that. I'm like, Or we have a guest. I'm like, Whoa, that was so good. Like I know that they're walking in cadence with God because of how they are so eloquently like speaking and just the joy and excitement of what they get to do comes out through conversation. So have fun, invite the Holy spirit and God in the conversation and those ratings, those reviews, those subscriptions, your material will only increase um, as long as we continue to step out of the way. So let God do his thing.
1: Okay, last thought. Oh dear. This is a five minute answer. (laughs) Last thought is four years ago. It was August, and we sat down and I sat down with a a laptop that was actually given to us with the purpose of starting the podcast. And we're recording on it right now. And um, I typed up just a vision of and and we started a dream of people that we would pray who would say yes to an invitation on the podcast. Mm. And I think there was about 150 or 180 people. And I think only one person has said outright. No, Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: think one person, uh, it's a yes, but we're just still waiting to try and to schedule that. And there's people who we didn't even know, like Caden, we're talking to you today. We didn't even know you four years ago. Yeah. And so I remember early on, Mike asked me the question, like, are we ever going to run out of guests? We've had a few friends on every year, like Mm -hmm. three times already. And so, um, I just think that it's almost time for us in our ministry and with the podcast to think to and drink back to go back to a week. Word document exactly, <laughs> and to just say, God, what what could the next hundred eighty episodes or two hundred yeah. should should we if if we should still keep doing this, God, inviting you back in, mm-hmm. you know, so it's probably time to do that again. So Hold on. I love that. That's all oh. gold. <laughs> okay, so back to you is what would if if you had one hope for a young adult ministry hmm. leader or a young adult for the listener day? One hope for what's your hope for the listener?
2: I just hope that people listening to this podcast would understand that, um, there's a God that really actually does love them. That actually is your friend. Um, I think my life and my relationship with the Lord, like dramatically changed when I, I carried an, in, uh, revelation of like friendship with Jesus um, a couple years ago, like the Lord started to reveal that to me. And it really changed like everything for me, because I think you can carry a revelation of like, um, God as the father. And I, as this like stern figure, this person that you have like a fear of and awe, which you should. Um, and then you have like maybe a view of, of Jesus as like the savior or, you know, the, the suffering savior. But I think, or even just the savior that loves you. But I think you can miss so much of like the closeness of your relationship with God. If you don't understand the friendship of Jesus, Mm -hmm. because like, it's easy, at least for me, it was easy to wrap my mind around like, wow, a good friend, like sits and listens. A good friend, like holds you when you cry. Like a good friend is there for you. A good friend has good insight. A good friend calls you out on things like a good friend just wants to be there with you in everything like a good friend goes with you to run errands and get coffee and, mm-hmm. you know, do your laundry and a good friend goes with you to church and a good friend like that's that revelation changed my life. And so I just want to encourage people listening that like you have friendship in Jesus, like there's no reason to think that God is this far off God, but he is with you. If, if you have given your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you and can manifest through you. And so I would just encourage you like start pouring in and and start to investigate what friendship with Jesus looks like. And I think it's going to blow your mind. And then secondly, I would say, um, if God's placed something on your life, if God has given you a vision for something, no matter how afraid you are, no matter how unsure you are, I would say pray into it and then do it. Like step out in faith and do it. Even if you fail, I would say that God is going to shine down and be happy and proud of you for moving in faith. And so I would just say, just do it. Just go and step out and watch God move. I would go as far as to say, if it is from God, you're not going to fail. But I also would say like, there could be that person who's like, I'm not really sure. And I might step out. And if you do step out and it wasn't God and you do fail, he's going to catch you Mm -hmm. um, and he's going to be proud of you for stepping out in obedience and faith anyway. So yeah, I would just encourage the listeners, know Jesus intimately, and through that, you'll know what he's calling you to do, and then don't let fear stop you.
0: That's so good. I think that there is character development that needs to take place in every single one of us each and every single day to become one more like Christ, but also develop a grit, a tenacious spirit, an overcoming sense of realization, like, oh my gosh, God is closer than my next breath. Like yeah. he is the breath in my lungs. And I just always take it into consideration. And I tell any young adult who's like far from God or trying to run from their problems. I'm like, there are two people you cannot run from. Mm-hmm. And it is yourself yes. and it is God. You can... Disregard God in your daily walk, and you can choose a lifestyle that is not honoring and pleasing to Him. But He didn't go anywhere. He's still seated at the table. You're the one that dismissed yourself, but He is still waiting for you to return for that next meal, whether that's tomorrow or 10 years from now. And the problems that we run from physically, we can't run from ourselves because we need to deal with whatever that root is. So, that is great insight to understand. We need to marvel at. Uh, at and who God is and just bask in his presence to understand his glory and let, so it can shine through us in our everyday living. And maybe you already touched a little bit on this Caden, but this is our fifth and final question. If you could leave the listener with one piece of advice or one word of encouragement, what would you leave them with today?
2: Oh man, that is so hard. I would say, I would say this, I think, um, I would say don't overcomplicate Jesus. I think it's really easy to do as a young adult with a lot of voices in our lives. I'm a young adult. I'm 25. Like, There's a lot of voices, a lot of things that you can get answers from. Um, there's a lot of ways to overcomplicate things. There's a lot of ways to overthink things. And I would just say this. Intimacy is always going to provide clarity. Yeah. So I would say you need to prioritize just intimacy with Jesus over anything. And I might be a broken record for saying that on this podcast a million times, but I'm going to, I'm going to die on that hill for the rest of my life. Like intimacy with Jesus is literally the fix to anything. Like you don't have clarity on what your next steps are. Intimacy with Jesus. You're struggling with sin. Intimacy with Jesus. You're, 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 uh, unsure about a relationship in your life, intimacy with Jesus, like that is going to always provide you clarity. It's always going to provide you comfort. It's always going to provide you fullness, freedom. You, if you learn how to sit in the presence of Jesus and have an intimate relationship with him, you're going to lack nothing, which means you won't be grasping at straws and looking for anything. You just go, Oh no, no, no. I got a heavenly father. His name is Jesus. He's close to me. He's fulfilled me. I'm already validated everything else past this. I'm just going to go to him and tell him and ask what he wants me to do and everything past this is going to come from that. That would be my encouragement, intimacy.
0: So good. On that
2: note,
1: on. we are living in the information age. And I think there is part of the problem is that it's so easy to Google things. Now there's chat, GPT, there's AI. And it, it's it's as if we're drowning in this information and starving for wisdom. And wisdom comes from the fear of the Lord, from mm-hmm. intimacy with God. So you uh in a world of the information age, you just gave a clear call and vision. Mm-hmm. So what if it was the intimacy age? Of what if it was like, hey, you know what, that's I'm true. not as worried about AI or Chat GPT or all of these different and hey, that's there's nothing evil or a amoral. It's it's they are what they are. And mm-hmm. but I, I think at the end of the day, there's nothing that's gonna Trump or triumph—the the presence of Jesus and the intimacy with Him in our life—and so, man, uh, what a great conversation, Caden! Thanks so much.
2: Thanks for having me. It was an absolute blast. So much fun.
1: This is the Young Adults Today podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed it, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone you
2: know. I'm up
1: right now.